Welcome to Industry Insights, the EFM podcast presented by the European film market of the Berlinale. My name is Nadia Denton. I'm a curator and impact producer based in London. This season of Industry Insights, the EFM podcast, puts a spotlight on topical and trend-setting industry issues, creating a compass for the forthcoming film season. The year-round podcast is produced in cooperation with Gotter Institute and co-funded by Creative Europe Media. Today, I am joined by Malika Gutter and Yaren Volk. Malika Gutter is a section manager of Berlinale Generation. Her focus is on supporting and engaging with young cineasts in various jury programs as a moderator and film educator. Yaren is a member of Freie Generation Reporter Innen, an independent group of young people writing and publishing critiques of youth-focused films shown at the Berlinale. Malika, when we speak of young audiences, who are we referring to? I really like this question and I think it's a very important uh, one and there are obviously different approaches to answer this question. And um, we may have an immediate idea of what a young audience is and this comes along with what kind of films they should watch um, but in the end um, there is there is a huge diversity in the young audience as well so maybe it's easier or better or maybe I prefer to instead of trying to define the young the young people um, it's better to approach this as a kind of a concept um, that is um, an audience that is about to establish cinema culture that may have another kind of cinema culture as we as adults do and that is evolving as well and um, also I think that is really the the simple answer to the question it is an audience that is also um, defined by age um, recommendations and also um, rating systems and often it's an audience um, whose cinema experience is also like or organized and supervised by adults. Um, this changes and maybe we're going to talk about that when we talk about teen audience and if we make the difference between children and um, youth. But this would be my first approach to this question and also to highlight the diversity of the audience as well. Yaren, I'm keen to get your take on it. How do you and your colleagues refer to yourselves? The cool, bright young things that you are, if I can say that. How do we do, refer to ourselves? Okay, um, I, I guess just like film lovers as well. I don't. For me, I personally, I do not make like a difference between like adult people going to the cinema and me going to the cinema because I think it's like for me it's somewhat useless to make the, disti the distinction between those between us people because in the end we're all into the same thing and I don't see why we should like divide ourselves into groups but I also think for like target audiences it is kind of you know uh, a, a good way to like measure which film is targeting or which film should be targeted at what Uh, audience but for me I personally I do not make a distinction yeah I, I mean I'm, I'm in complete agreement with all that you said in that when I, when I think of it as you so logically explained you know why should we necessarily be thinking in terms of age groups it is really about putting a particular experience for audiences on screen and I think like Malik is saying much more perhaps about genres and tastes than necessarily age groups so 
Malika, would you say that film education is a critical way of nurturing film tastes amongst some of these more diverse and younger audiences? Yes, I would totally agree. I really like this definition, um, the question of taste. And this is also something I'd like to stress because to develop a taste, you have to taste a lot of things and you need to see a lot of things and you need a diversity of forms and uh, contents and films. And instead of focusing on um, understanding and knowing everything about films and how films are made, but to invite, to have this desire um, to discover something and to share this experience with others. Um, this is film education as well, and to give access to films. And that's something maybe that I can add to the, um, the question before, because when we're talking about young audience and to um, target an audience and to invite them to a cinema, this often comes also along, even if I would love to not make this difference between a young audience and an adult audience to, we are talking about different formats, how we invite them to the cinema um, oftentimes, yes. And from your work with Berlinale Generation, have you noticed any particular types of genres that would you, you would say appeal more to this demographic? I wouldn't be able to, to do so, no. I, I couldn't say that, especially when it comes to the classic children's film or coming-of-age films. These are not the, the most popular ones, but um, the diversity, again, of the different forms that we are, that, that's also something that we try to to showcase in the generation program to present different forms. We have the short films, the feature films to begin with, and then animation and documentaries, hybrid forms. Um, and um, everybody is experiencing them very differently. And um, I think um, when it comes to young audience, of course, and that's something that we try in generation to present films that also present the world of young people and make them um, tangible. Um, and sometimes it's really important to see yourself on the screen, especially for young people, um, and to see more young people on the on the screen and to highlight their their, their perspectives. But sometimes you want to see something completely different. And um, sometimes we have films that don't have um, a young protagonist um, in the center. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose it goes back to what you were saying about just putting forward those range of different on-screen opportunities to the different audiences and allowing them to immerse themselves and to engage and take away as they will. Um, and I suppose, you know, when I think of it and reflect, many of us film professionals uh, can always remember that moment in childhood where we were watching the quote-unquote adult films, but there were moments in it which really resonated with us. So, yeah, it's just really reinforcing all that you and... Um, Yaren have mentioned. So I'm aware, Malika, that you have undertaken some case studies that look at trends and habits and sort of patterns um, of uh, success or journeys of titles that either have young people at the heart of the narrative or were perhaps made with that demographic in mind. Can you tell us about some of your findings? Yeah, I picked one case study in particular because maybe it's not the most representative in terms of box office and how it turned out in the cinema. And when I'm talking about cinema release, I'm um, mostly referring to the German cinema releases and how it this turned out. But it, I think it's a good example um, as a challenge, the way we see young audience, we understand young audience, we... And um, also this example touches the kind of the transition between a children's audience and a youth audience. And it's um, Estui 
I don't speak Catalan. It's Summer 1993 by Carla Simon. Um, she's the winner of the Golden Bear in 2022 for Alcaraz. Uh, and she's now a member of the Berlinale Competition International Jury. And she's been with um, a generation with Summer 1993, um, uh, which won the Grand Prix of the Generation International Jury K+. So the jury of um, film filmmakers and film professionals um, in the generation competition. And the same year, it also got the first feature award from the festival. And um, I don't know, maybe we can put the, the synopsis and everything about the film probably um, in the show notes. And I don't have to, to talk about that. It's about a young girl who's losing her mother and um, she's going to live with um, her uncle and her aunt and um, her cousin. So, And she has to find her way to get into this new kind of family and family concept for her as well. And she's a six-year-old. And this film was recommended um, from 11 years and up in generation. And I found a quote, maybe I can quote that from Variety, it's a review. Uh, and it goes, a six-year-old orphan goes to live with her uncle's family in Carla Simon's sensitive, understated autobiographical debut. Striking a careful balance between narrative and atmosphere, the writer-director paints a vivid portrait of light fight summer when a little girl has to face the loss of her mother and integration into a new nuclear family. The film parcels out just enough information to satisfy attentive viewers and though the main character is a moppet and it, the film premiered in Berlin's Generation K plus section, it's decidedly not a kid's film as acknowledged by the first feature jury's to top prize. Finding the right audience may be difficult, but this delicate sleeper is worth the effort. And I think this um, quote uh, reveals a lot, because obviously, what is a film for kids? What is a chi children's film? So it raises this question, a question that we are talking about a lot. But at the same time, when it's not a um, classical children's film, does it talk to a young audience or not? And how do we tackle this audience? And how to, do we open this audience? I talked to the dis German distributor and he said, how can we uh, promote it as an independent film uh, by an author, uh, Carla Simon, and for a young audience at the same time? And how is this possible? And I learned from him as well that it's not only difficult in terms of how we understand young audiences, but also in terms of funding to promote this film in Germany. And either you are in the category you're for a young audience, you're for children or not. And this comes along with this different um, funding structures. So they had to have this conversation for the distribution concept. And I think that's really interesting to see this obstacle coming, coming up as well when you're trying to open up this concept of a film for a young audience. And also, as I said, the film in Generation was recommended from 11 years and up. And then um, I found a critique by the FBW Jugendjury. Maybe Jaron can tell more about this because he's a member of this jury and they recommended the film from 14 years up. And then I found other um, recommendations. For example, it, from the rating system, it got the um, no, no age restrictions. Um, so it's about a six-year-old girl and we recommended it for teenagers almost. So, and how do we approach this audience, which is again different than the children's audience whose cinema visit is organized by adults with schools, parents, but then when you turn 40, maybe this change as well and you watch different films and your access is different.
It seems a contradiction, though, that the protagonist is a six-year-old, but children of her age group aren't really recommended to, to watch it. Yaren, can I bring you in here and just get some of your thoughts about um, what Malaika said? And in particular, I'm keen to hear why the jury that you belong to thought uh, that it should be for 14-year-olds and upwards rather than the 11-year-plus certification. Well, I have to clarify that this is not my jury. There are like lots oh. of juries all around the country, mm. like major cities, almost every major city has like one jury or just, I think there are like 14 in Germany. Mm. This was not my jury, so I, I didn't have to do anything with it. <laughs> but uh, generally, um, I think it is it is quite hard to, to measure if this is like a, rather like an auteurist film, how do six-year-olds with like a very different attention span mm cope with it or what 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 will they do with it if they watch it will they just be bored or will they will they also feel recognized i'm i i'm also not quite sure how to manage this but i for me certainly i can say for like the or i i hope i can say that for like the younger audiences generally like teenagers and like 12 to 18 year olds i guess i think it's not only that films with the young protagonists are what interests us or mm. where we feel seen mm -hmm. but what you also already mentioned like that films generally with protagonists no matter their age or where mm. they're from or what the background is or whatever that these stories are mostly universal and everyone can feel something with it and i don't think that just targeting a film to older audiences because the protagonist is older for example even if a, if the protagonist is like a senior, that, that doesn't make a difference necessarily to if we as young people feel connected to the person or not. And I think most most like festival programs, I, I, I don't feel like they, they do this. Like if they have a kid section, that is also mostly about kids, films about kids mm -hmm. or made like very obviously for kids. Mm. But um, I hope, or I see with, with Generation and with other festivals now that this is like somewhat changing, but I still don't think that everyone like believes that we also want to watch films that are not about teenagers just because we are teenagers. Yeah, it's really interesting because in a sense it kind of touches on some of the themes that have been picked up in previous podcasts where we've been really looking at sustainability in the industry and there's this whole idea that, you know, a lot of our conventions and ways of working have been built on particular types of models. Obviously, in this case, we have a quite obviously capitalist orientated industry. And so I suppose those groupings really have their monetary value. And so in a sense, we're herding audiences into categories that may not be naturally how they feel, how they're engaging with content because of the value or bottom ad in terms of the money you can bring to the box office. Because, I mean, my question would be, if we are even, you know, thinking about content for young people or for children, do they have to have a full attention throughout the film? I mean, even adults don't necessarily have their full attention. You know, they will, you know, sometimes sleep in a film or they will, you know, be on their phones. They'll be doing other things, but it doesn't necessarily negate from that experience. Um, and clearly there's something to be said about those moments when we watch films with our loved ones, um, whether we are mature enough for the content and the sort of feeling and the, you know, emotion and the memories of being in that experience, which perhaps isn't really captured when we just have this very rigid and fixed view thinking about specific ages. But going back to the 
case studies that you um, so eloquently referred to, Malaika, I wondered if you could um, share whether your findings overall has made you think differently about how you as a practitioner engages with young audiences. So whether there's anything in the marketing or even the language that you use or your style and approach, is there a difference now based on what you've learned? There are two things, yeah. First of all, that I'm learning all the time because it's super complex. Where do you start? Where, when I heard about this story that it, it just went to another category um, where it would be a film for children um, in terms of funding and there are so many like things that make it hard to, to open it up to just not just make it for children or use, um, but but kind of for everybody. So that's something that I learned. And I also realized because I was checking what makes this strategy for a cinema release in Germany, what, what makes it um, a, a particular strategy for a young audience. So if it's not, for example, a film that has been made for young people right from the beginning in the production process, um, and then I realized that there were kind of, for example, referring to the to, to the FPV jury because there were young people who were talking about this film as well, and this could be kind some kind of a recommendation from the audience itself. And then the other um, way was to refer and to work together with institutions who work for um, schools and how to uh, implement films uh, in schools. And I think. Um, and that's, that's also something that I learned from our project together with Agi Kino, with the um, uh, Arthaus Cinema Association in Germany. And we, we, we have an independent jury in Generation 14 Plus, and they are selecting one film. And this film will go on a tour in, um, German, in Germany uh, to the cinemas afterwards to promote the films that we show in Generation 14 Plus in German cinemas, because it's not obvious that they have a cinema release in Germany. And I learned that um, the cinemas, they don't necessarily have the structure to um, approach and to do audience engagement with another audience, which can be a young audience, because we all know that these are the age group that aren't coming to the cinema. Maybe there are a lot of success now with big, big children's film, but this age group, um, maybe Yaron is a representative of, is the age group that we consider to be difficult, whatever that means, but also in terms of how do we approach them? How do we invite them to the cinema? What does a cinema need for a, spe a specific film to make it um, attractive for another a young audience? How do they reach out to the audience apart from school? I think schools are super important because um, we reach an audience that wouldn't come with their parents to the cinema. Because film education also, how it's made in the in the schools is important, but that's not all. And we talked a lot because Jaron and me, we know each other from another jury project um, at the Leipzig uh, Filmkunstmesse, the Cinema Fair in, in Leipzig, uh, where dis distributors present their films. And we talked a lot about how to create a poster that um, is not like screaming, I'm for a, for a young audience, I'm super colorful and hip and everything. But that is also stresses, stresses the artistic part of the film. I think that's something that I learned that this, um, this dialogue between the distributors and the cinemas and how the cinemas get support to um, build up the structures um, to engage a new audience. This is very crucial.
And Yaren, how does that sound to your your ear? Is that the industry regards you as part of the difficult demographic? <laughs> I mean, I can I can somewhat understand it if I if I look around my school, for example. If I would ask people, do you want to come with me to the Berlinale? I don't think that uh, more than like fifteen percent would say, yeah, let's do it. But I think it's I think it's also a matter of of the film education we don't have because certainly at my school I know that I, I wasn't really educated in film. There's education about literature and music and everything, but film seems to be like the only like major artistic scenery that isn't really talked about. And I think that's really, really sad because even with like music and you learn a lot, a lot about classical music, even if you don't like it, like maybe some one song or one 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 piece will stick with you and you'll try to, to know more about it. And with film, I don't think there would be a difference, even if most people would not like maybe film education. There's one one film that they uh, want to know more about, and then they have like unlimited opportunities to research about it be, with the internet nowadays. And so it's really easy to get into it. But if there is not a platform like film education for it, I don't think that this will will change in the future. And there are platforms now being established. Like I'm, for example, in the European Film Club now since uh since december of last year but this was i i got i only got into it because i was already familiar i was already somewhat um into the film scene and if people are trying to get into it they they will certainly do not know about it because like the culture section of the german government has done nothing to to make people aware of it that there is some place where they can talk to other people their age and talk about it even if the places are now being established. I like that. And I I mean, you reinforce the importance of film education, which obviously uh, Malika spoke about earlier on in the conversation. And I um, take that point that you carefully put out there <laughs> as a bit of a nudge to the German government about uh, film education. But I'm curious, tell me about how your um, journey into film culture started. How were you able to access film uh, as a culture, as opposed to just, I suppose, going to your local blockbuster, you know, going to see a film coming out, but having the joy of that cinematic experience. I mean, I grew up in a in a family that was somewhat film aware because my parents both worked in film, and my father still works there. But I, it was probably with the Bel Berlin International Film Festival with the Berlinale because I I went the first time when I was like nine or something. Not with my parents, but with like a, a, a local news magazine I was writing for as like a youth reporter. But afterwards, I think I only missed one year since 20, 2018 going to the Berlinale. And it, it really opened my eyes for like world cinema generally. And from there on, it's an easy way. You have like social media, you have YouTube where you can just Google anything and uh, watch someone's take on it. And then like other platforms also like IMDb or Letterboxd, there's like unlimited information, unlimited uh, opinions of people about films and you can just like make your way through it. And this is how I got into it. I, I got into it over Letterboxd. I also know that some other people who are now into film culture, they went like via TikTok or, or Instagram because the, the algorithm there is also really helping uh, people get into the, the things they want to know more about. And um, I think that even if there are people going now to the cinema and go and to like their local cinema that is not mainstream, uh, like not showing just blockbusters, but also more art house films, and I think there are there are also people going 
people just going to the cinema and watching whatever is playing there. But it is more about social media, I feel like, nowadays. And um, this is... I mean, it's very easy to just watch every anything you want to watch or just inform yourself about it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it takes me neatly on to another um, question I had about how could we as an industry make in-person film engagements more dynamic and more memorable for someone like yourself, Yaren? What would sort of draw you to coming to these in-person events as opposed to taking the option to watch a film on your laptop? And what do you think might even encourage more than the 15% of your school friends to also join you in that experience? <laughs> I think if, for me, at least, I, it would be like feeling like you're taken seriously or like on eye level, because even if there is the space to like, to go there and to talk about films, I feel like it's, it's most of the adults still talking. Like I have more experience than you. My opinion is, is not necessarily more valuable, but I, I get to speak more generally. And I think if there is like the, a platform where you can exchange opinions and discuss films with people that are exactly your age from all around the world or all around Europe and just, you know, feel like the spirit of, of coming together and, and enjoying culture or just, or not enjoying culture and t talking about it. I think that w that would be like a, a huge thing because nowadays I think it's very, I think getting into film seems kind of, I think it, it, it seems a bit, a bit hard to just to navigate your way through it because there's so many options and having other people to talk to and knowing that they share the same passion for uh, as you do i think uh, really helps because i'm from berlin i have I, I i can talk with people who are into the same passion as i am but if i don't think if you're not from if you're not from a huge city i think it's more hard to find people in your area in person that you can talk to that are your age and like having platforms not only in big cities but generally around the country or around the world i think helps to get people more involved and more interested because you can also meet people who you can talk to and not just watch it on your own. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny, as you're talking and saying it, it's all so logical and it makes sense, but I have to say I'm slightly ashamed that as someone who does curate events, you know, you don't. we don't tend to think about the young audiences like that. I mean, you know, what I'm taking from what you've mentioned, it would be things like having young ambassadors, having people meeting, greeting who are young people, having, you know, young persons on the panel, you know, all of these sorts of things that we perhaps take the decision and don't even really think. And I suppose it's it's very similar to the strides that we've been trying to make in terms of female representation on screen, people of color representation in terms of events, members of the LGBT plus, you know, community, trans representation. I suppose it's really just trying to be much more holistic in how we're trying to engage and to ensure people are reflected. And I think also just general accessibility because for most film festivals in Germany here at least, the films are not age-restricted, so you can only watch them if you're 18 or over. I mean, they're, the, the section generation is age-restricted, that, that's why young people can watch, watch the films. But that's also like 30 films out of like 250 or something. I mean, it is a first step, but I, I, I feel like there are like 80% of the films in the, in, the, in the festival which are suitable for 14-year-olds or 12-year-olds, and they're hidden behind the restriction because 
uh, I guess it's too costly to to put age restrictions on films. I I I, I don't know how it exactly works, but I think it it, it would help a lot of uh, help a lot with accessibility and then also creating more general awareness than if you just if you're just uh, you you just if you just have the option to explore the youth section i think that can be like somewhat a bit frustrating because you want again you want to be taken seriously or certainly i want to to be wow yared i feel as if we could well start a revolution <laughs> these are some brilliant ideas and suggestions that i hope myself and other festival colleagues will be able to take forward one of the other things that i wanted to ask both you and uh malika about is young audiences from other parts of the world so I say this in the context of the fact that Africa is, you know, the youth continent, uh, Saudi Arabia, which has recently opened up, has, you know, a notable youth population. Um, certainly, I'm someone who specializes in uh, Nigerian cinema, what I call Beyond Nollywood. And, you know, Nigeria is Africa's most populous country. It has something like uh, 210 million uh, people. And they estimate that about 60% of that are young people. So certainly when I think about my own programs, you know, they generally, the content is, tends to be quite youthful and, you know, you're thinking of a particular audience, or at least I am. So I'm just curious to get um, your thoughts about this, Malika, how we should be thinking of our audience engagement slightly differently in terms of the fact that there are now these wider audiences that can be reached and brought into the fold in terms of programs, you know, I international kind of events um, and just even the framing of our conversations which obviously typically are thinking more about a European audience but you know global events are showing us the extent to which you know we are uh, you know a, a village and a community which have closer bonds than we may always recognize day to day. When we talked in our pre-meeting, I was thinking about how can we connect audiences or, or also in international film festivals. There are some, for example, these are again European examples um, that bring um, young people from different countries together to be in a youth or children's jury. But again, these are exclusive events, what I call them. It's exclusively for a young audience. And um, the it should be more more globally to bring people from from different parts of the world together and to um, include them in the more um, inclusive context like Jaron said not only in a special program but to make their voices heard and I think it's really crucial to make their opinions accessible. And what about you Jaron did you have any um, immediate thoughts about what I've mentioned or even any particular reflections in terms of your wider engagement with what we would term world cinema? Yeah, I think it is it is really hard to 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 grasp the sheer like all perspectives of world cinema because everyone has a story they they can share and they they that needs to be told and that needs to be shown. And um, for example, if I when I wanted to to get to know more about African cinema, for example, in Germany there there are not many platforms showing films from Africa or from. Uh, certain regions I wanted to know more about and I I needed to to I I have the the luck to have like a huge library here where I can also rent films from that are from all around the world. But if I'm not in, in a huge city, how can I how can I engage with these films? And I also think I'm not speaking for myself if I say I want to connect with people all over the world, not only in Europe but not only in Germany. I think it 
it is crucial to break down barriers and stereotypes and everything if we can talk with the people themselves and not just hear about them and watch them but also talk with them directly and I also think it's not about only the how should it be but how can we do it and I feel for example like with generation I know that there's like the you can apply only if you have already visited the Berlinale generation before and you have to write like a review to apply and I think that also like it leaves it, it creates like a barrier for people who aren't from Germany or don't have the money necessarily to come to Berlin and go to the Berlinale and then watch a generation film and then write a review for it and apply because it I think it 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 shortens like the 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 potential applications and that's kind of a pity I think because it it also just um yeah leaves out people who who aren't from like near Berlin or who have the money to travel here. And I think that is like something that could easily be fixed if it would be like open for everyone. And that's also like an, uh, uh, a platform that's not only for young people, but because it's part of the Berlinale, generally more, uh, more recognized. Thank you so much, Yaren. That is a great note for us to conclude this conversation on. I think um, what's been wonderful about having you as a guest and our engagement is the various points that you've put out um, that those of us who I suppose are policymakers and curators and practically working on, you know, exhibition events and screenings really need to think about in terms of engaging younger audiences. And certainly, you know, uh, some credible points made about film education, but I think more critically uh, a vantage point of looking at the film industry more holistically and seeing, you know, this younger audiences as a credible demographic alongside other significant audiences, you know, like older people or, uh, you know, people of colour or people of the LGBT plus community. So I'm uh, grateful for the information that was shared um, and Malika in particular, the case studies, I think, helped to ground all of what we have been referring to in kind of showing some practical examples of what has been done and how we perhaps get caught up in knots in basic things like how we certify the ages of films and when we include and exclude. Um, so Malika and Yaren, really delighted with the conversation that we've had today very much hoping that we as a wider industry are able to take forward the various insights that have been shared. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Nadia. This season of Industry Insights has been produced in cooperation with the Gotter Institute and co-funded by Creative Europe Media. This episode has been developed in collaboration with Berlinale Generation. Please do tune in to future episodes of Industry Insights. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and on the website of the European Film Market, www.efm-berlinale.de. Thanks for tuning in. Take care and goodbye. <laughs>